Welcome to Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers. My name is Jared Faulkner, the client services manager here at Vive. Today on Revive, we're joined by Jack Dye, Vice President and Applied Strategies International. Jack is going to share some pretty cool information on how businesses can use Jack as a strategic resource to apply for grants that ultimately supports your bottom line and boosts sales in a dry pipeline. Jack, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Of course. Happy to have you. So to get started, Jack, why don't you share a little bit about yourself and how long you've been working for Applied Strategies International? I've been with Applied Strategies for a little over 14 years now. Graduated from Michigan State University with a Bachelor's of Engineering. I previously worked in engineering roles uh, for the telecom industry and automotive industries. I moved to Chicago and completed my MBA from DePaul University, concentrations in finance, strategy, execution, and valuation. I live in the northern suburbs of Chicago with my wife, a four-year-old son, and two dogs. Last night, I was a little bit sour when the Chicago Bulls uh, beat the Bucks. so uh, hopefully we'll be able to come through that and uh, win another championship. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Detroit guy being from uh, Michigan originally, and it's been decades since we've been good, so it's kind of yeah. fun to see a local team be good for us. Right. Yeah, back to that. I think it was 2005 when you had uh, like Chauncey Billows, Tayshawn Prince, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace, absolute stud of a team in Detroit there. Yeah, the, the, the lunchbox kids. Yeah, definitely. I think it was 2004, right around there. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, for our audience that isn't familiar with Applied Strategies International, could you please explain what value you provide to manufacturers? ASI is a private nonprofit company that solely exists to facilitate the Trade Adjustment Assistance for Firms program as a part of the U.S. Department of Commerce uh, for manufacturers located in Illinois, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. The program is designed to assist companies who have recently lost sales and some headcount to become more competitive in their markets. Yeah, and, and these grants are perfect for those businesses who have recently or steadily seen a decline in sales. This, this type of support is great to get back on track. So now, if I was a business and wanted to take wanted to get started with this grant program, could you touch a little bit on what steps need to be taken and what it takes to qualify? The starting point for seeing if a company can qualify would be for me to review their sales and headcount numbers by month over the last 24 to 28 months to look at for a slight decline. We can slice the numbers a few different ways to find a time frame in which they may qualify. The program does not need a large decrease, but rather around a 5% or more declines. Okay, great. So the process is quite simple and self-explanatory. And if a business were to qualify for the grant, Exactly how much can they qualify for and for how long? To start, when a company qualifies for the grant, they have up to five years to utilize the funding for projects that fit inside the program. There are two main funding levels. We have a 50-50 cost sharing of projects up to $150,000, where the program would pay $75,000. We also have a 75-25 cost sharing program up to $30,000 for smaller companies. The total funding is lower, but we pay 75% of the cost for projects. We also have the ability to move a company from the smaller level to the larger level if additional funding is needed. Okay. And once being qualified, I'm sure it's, it's thrilling to have the extra capital to make those needed adjustments within an organization. But what exactly can this funding be used for? Uh, we're unlike most grant programs that are designed to do one thing, such as cost sharing training. We can cost share a variety of projects that a company may be looking to do over the course of a five-year period. There are basically four rules that we need to follow to cost share a project. First rule is we cannot pay for hard assets. If I can walk into your place and kick it, I can't cost share it. This little FYI, software is not considered a hard asset. Second rule, 
is we cannot reimburse for projects. We can only fund them from the moment I issue a purchase order moving forward. So if you were to get in a grant today, I can't cost share a project of something you did last week. Uh, third rule is you must use an outside vendor for the work. We cannot cost share work done by employees of the company. And the fourth rule is we cannot cost share what is defined as the regular cost of doing business. This is including things such as bills, payroll, utilities, or advertising space. We can cost share the development of advertising, which commonly includes copy, layout, photography, and design. We just can't pay for the advertisement to run the information. Outside of those four rules, we can pretty much do anything. Commonly, cost share information system projects, marketing development, training, product development, product testing, and certifications, and production process improvements, along with training. Okay, cool. So these four steps are simple to understand, and in my opinion, shouldn't leave any gray area for someone applying for this grant. Now, let's say someone heard all this information today and is really eager to get started and start boosting those sales again. How long is the process to qualify and receive this grant? Well, the process can take a little time. Uh, I can work as fast as the company can. But once we submit the first part, which is an application, or as the technical term is petition, we have to wait for a certification from the Economic Development Administration in D.C. And once we receive that certification, then we move on to step two to lay out how the company operates and what areas the company wants to improve. We call that an adjustment proposal. This involves a couple hour meeting with me, then a week or so for me to write up the plan. I then submit it to D.C. on your behalf. And once it gets approved, we can move forward on projects immediately with no further approvals from D.C. moving forward. I would say it typically takes 90 to 120 days, depending on delays from the company on completing what is needed. Okay. So if someone wanted to get moving on this grant quickly, I would suggest that they apply sooner or later. As we all know, D.C.'s time frame, um, they don't typically move the needle that quick. Now, once you've received this approval from D.C., how would a business use the money that is available to them? Considering it's not their bank account, how can they pay for this service or a service? When we are ready to cost share projects, I ask the company for proposals for the work they are looking to get done. I verify that the scope of work fits into the plan that we developed, give it the green light, and then the company issues a PO for their portion of the work to the vendor, and I issue a PO for our portion to the vendor. Once the work gets done, I'm going to pay the vendor directly. At this point, you can kind of think of us as a giant coupon at the end of the day. And who doesn't love a giant coupon? Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's nice that these businesses have this opportunity with free money. Uh, and who doesn't like free? But now, even though your company has provided X amount of money or dollars through these grants, does it matter what consultant or vendor a business uses? It does not matter which vendor is chosen to do the work for the company. We ask for a few proposals to ensure that they're receiving the best value, but it does not have to be the lowest cost. We only have one check with projects to ensure that the vendor is not on a federal blacklist of companies that we cannot work with. Um, I know there's some out there, but I have not had a vendor come up that I could not use in my 14 plus years. Okay. To me, this seems too good to be true. Almost like, you know, buying a car. I feel like I would have to sign my life away. So is there any paperwork involved in this process? Well, that's kind of the best part of the grant, uh, other than the free money. I do the paperwork. I ask the company, the guys and people applying, for what I need for each step of the qualification process, put together the paperwork, I dot the I's, cross the T's correctly, and submit the petition and adjustment proposal to DC on the company's behalf. Time-wise, it shouldn't be more than a few hours for the petition and business plan stages. There are a couple downsides to the grant, which I'm upfront and open about. 
we do not have the funding to get $75,000 out to any one company in one single year. It comes over a few years due to our budget size. We do charge a small fee for the development of the adjustment of proposal once you're already in the grant program, and we're just detailing out what we're going to spend the funding on. This fee is more than made up for in the first project that we cost share. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody should expect a small fee. Uh, you know, nothing besides the grant money comes free in life. So uh, it's just part of your process and part of how you manage your, your system and your company as well. So I would expect the same. We do charge a fee that's between two and $4,000, depending on the size of the grant, uh, whether it be the 75, 25 or the 50, 50 cost sharing. But we currently have discounted it by 25% to 1,500 and 3,000. Uh, we're doing limited travel due to COVID. The reason we charge this fee, once again, we're a private nonprofit. means we can't show a profit. So all the money we bring in goes right back out the door to help assist people. But we're required to charge it through the regulations of the grant. As an, Again, as a nonprofit, I really don't want your money, but it's designed to ensure the company who's going to be doing the project is invested in doing so, at least right out of the book. And I would suggest everyone listening to this today take advantage of Jack and his services, uh, especially if you have seen a decline in sales, need a, need a boost for your bottom line, and want to get right back out there uh, after the pandemic, or if you just had hard time with employees or hard time getting those sales uh, just based on current situation in the marketplace. Well, that wraps up this episode of Revive. Thank you to Jack Dye for joining us and for our listeners tuning in. Until next time on Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers.